I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT. The FT Arts Podcast is brought to you by Vacheron Constantin. This is the latest in our series, The Life of a Song, and I'm David Cheel. This week, money, that's what I want. Before the iPod, before the Walkman, there was the jukebox. Not the hulking Wurlitzers that stood in the corners of coffee bars and diners, but portable ones that could be closed up and carried. In the 1960s, John Lennon had one such device, a Swiss-made KB discomatic, which he took on tour with the Beatles. It was packed tight with 40 singles, many of them formative influences on the band many by black American artists, Wilson Pickett, Chuck Berry, Smokey Robinson. The last disc on the jukebox, coming in at number 40, was by Barrett Strong. Money, that's what I want. This was not just an influential song, but one that the Beatles themselves covered in a blistering version in 1963. Strong had recorded the song for Berry Gordy's nascent Tamla Motown label, then called Tamla, in 1959. With Gordy and Jamie Bradford credited as writers, it featured a powerful vocal performance by Strong, but flopped. The following summer, though, it was re-released on Gordy's sister's label, Anna Records, and reached number two in the US R&B charts. The best things in life are free, but you can get Then the Beatles picked it up and ran with it. It had long been part of their repertoire. They played it on their unsuccessful audition tape for Decca. Ian MacDonald's masterful Beatles chronicle, Revolution in the Head, tells the story in full, but essentially it was recorded one evening in July 1963, with producer George Martin overdubbing the piano part 12 days later, for the band's second album, With the Beatles. No British act, writes MacDonald, has ever matched the intensity of the vocal performances captured here. Hyperbole? It's certainly a feverish, thrilling rendition with Lennon screaming, I want to be free, in the closing choruses. From there, the song was taken up by, among others, the Rolling Stones, with Brian Jones giving the riff a lovely churning twist. In 1969, Lennon revisited it, playing it live in Toronto with Eric Clapton on guitar. It's a bruising, slowed-down, world-weary rendition, 
and Lennon, with his white suit, shaggy mane and beard, is almost unrecognisable from the fresh-faced lad of six years earlier. It's not known what Lennon thought of the next version to make the charts, but given his penchant for dry humour, it's likely that he would have appreciated the Flying Lizards rendition, a hit in 1979, a year before Lennon's death. In what is perhaps the first postmodern pop song, this art pop collective recorded a stripped-down, deadpan, plinky-clanky version, with vocalist Deborah Evans Stickland flatly intoning the lyric. A weird and unlikely hit, it reached number five in the UK charts. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. As for Lennon's jukebox, in 1989 it turned up at an auction of Beatles memorabilia at Christie's in London and was bought by a Bristol-based music promoter, John Midwinter, for just £2,500. Some years later, realising the importance of this treasure and realising that he was dying of cancer, Midwinter was keen to see it memorialised. His wish was granted soon after his death in 2004 when British arts TV programme The Southbank Show made a documentary featuring interviews with many of the artists on Lennon's jukebox. A compilation CD was also released, featuring many of the songs, among them Strong's Money. The story ends with an ironic twist. Strong was originally credited as a co-writer of the song, but his name was later removed by Motown. Gordy's lawyers later claimed that Strong had no hand in writing the song and had originally been credited through a clerical error. Now 74 and living in a Detroit retirement home, Strong says that he came up with the song's famous piano riff. He is pursuing a claim for unpaid royalties. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.